questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. War, conquest, famine, and death. Are the four horsemen coming? Over centuries, systems have been certainly modified, manipulated, and even corrupted, often to serve the interest of the few. We have continually accepted these changes, and because man can adjust to living under virtually any conditions, the trade that has enabled us to survive is the very trade that has suppressed us. Most societies have an elite, and elites try to stay in power. And the way they stay in power is not only by controlling the means of production, to be Marxist, i.e. by controlling the money, but by controlling the cognitive map, the way we think and what matters in that respect is not so much what is said in public, but what is left undebated, unsaid. For centuries, gatekeepers have manipulated our cognitive map, but in 1989, a computer scientist by the name of Tim Berners-Lee implemented the first success communication between an HTTP client and server. The World Wide Web was born. It has since unleashed a tsunami of instantly accessible, freely available information, just as Gutenberg's printing press wrestled control of the cognitive map away from an ecclesiastical and royal elite. Today, the Internet is beginning to change. Governments, finance, and the media. We are at the cusp of change. But to enact this, we must first understand the things that have been left unsaid for so long. To do that, we need context from people who speak the truth in the face of collective delusion. Because to understand something is to be liberated from it. People are searching for the best food or the best clothes or the best music or the best movie or reality TV show or another magazine. You can never get enough of what you don't need. What we need is a strong moral conviction that is pervasive throughout the society and where integrity reigns. There is a vast apathy, vast amoralism. An empire is a living organism. It lives and it dies. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is David Morgan, a veteran of this program, a precious metals aficionado with degrees in finance and engineering. He originated the Morgan Report, a monthly report that covers economic news, the global economy, 
and to make substantial capital gains by investing in the resource sector. The model portfolio covers top-tier, mid-tier, speculative, and special situations. David considers himself a big-picture macroeconomist whose main job is education, educating people about honest money and the benefits of a sound financial system. As a publisher of The Morgan Report, he has appeared on CNBC, Fox Business, and BNN Canada. He has been interviewed by The Wall Street Journal, Features Magazine, The Gold Report, and numerous other publications. His website is themorganreport.com. And David joins us today once again. Hello, David, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Well, Mel, I'm doing quite well in the circumstances, and thank you for having me. A pleasure. Once again, we spoke last couple of days, and things seem to be evolving or de-evolving. I don't know. That depends on the perspective of the person who's analyzing the data. But why don't you just give us a little bit of a, a summary of what has happened in the past few years and where we seem to be going? Certainly. So over the last few years, uh, the internet, as you mentioned in the intro, has awakened a great deal of people. I mean, there's a vast number of people that are awake and more awakening and then there's a sub there's another sector that basically accepts everything at face value and we'll get into more detail on that unfortunately what's been happening as we all know from anyone that's on the veritas radio program <clears throat> knows that there's been free speech suppression and it's been substantial of late where the free market and the most important part about the free market isn't free market mining, although that's important, the most important is the free market of ideas. Without the free market of ideas, the ability to discuss as rational adult human beings and look at both sides or maybe many vectors of any given question, be it money, be it housing, be it recreation, be it the human experience, it's imperative that everyone has a voice. Some voices are drowned out, but at this point in time, Basically, what I refer to as the alternative media and or the truther movement, you can take it whichever context you wish, have been drowned out substantially. Many of my friends that are in the alt movement are no longer available on Facebook, YouTube, or any of the mainstream well-known sites for social media. They've basically been taken down. One that I've never met that I think has done an excellent job over the years is Stephen Molyneux. I never met him, but I, Stephen Molyneux, excuse me, but I listened to several of his cat podcasts and that had a great deal of influence on many, many people around the globe. Another that's a vector off of Stephen Molyneux is Foster Gamble, who made the movie Thrive. And in the right. movie Thrive, and I know most of the Veritas people know this, but I want to emphasize it because to me, it's the truth and it's important to know. We are, we meaning most people, are in a left-right paradigm, especially in the United States, but globally, there's political ideologies, whether it's communism, Marxism, fascism, a democracy, a free republic, or voluntarism. It all revolves around a central idea that they all need money to survive, and the elites really don't care what ideology you follow as long as they have control of the money. 
And that's the bare essential. The second point coming back to Foster Gamble in the Thrive movie, movie is he does a pyramid, which he's given me permission to use in some of my lectures. It's easy to do verbally. You don't have to see it. But basically, everyone knows what a pyramid looks like. And at the very, very bottom or the base of the pyramid is us. It's us and the animals, the trees, the ground. It's basically natural human beings and all that goes with it on the planet. And above that is government. It's those that basically rule over us. Again, whether it's a monarchy or a free republic or a so-called democracy, really has little value because above that is the corporate structure. And the corporate structure is self-serving. It serves the corporation. And most large corporations are multifaceted, meaning that they are pervasive throughout the globe. They could care less what political ideology you stand for or what you really believe. All they care about is how much control and profit they make at the expense of the people. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to wrap it up here, Mel. And I'm just going to state that everything has been corrupted, not just the monetary system, but you look at the corporate structure and the food supply has been corrupted. We're fed these packaged food, nonsensical GMO crap that hurts our health. The air we breathe has been sprayed with God only knows strontium, barium, aluminum, and many other harmful chemicals. And this is fact, and I'm sure most people on Veritas Radio certainly understand that. So the air supply has been corrupted. The water supply has been corrupted. The food supply has been corrupted. The moral structure of society has been corrupted. And we're in this infighting on this left-right paradigm when the those at the top are basically laughing at us because they have had such an excellent way as Mel pointed out in the beginning intro of the cognitive map, the way we think. And most of us, not this program, not these listeners, but the vast majority have basically been mind controlled, mind brainwashed and have a understanding that they think they're thinking, but actually they've been programmed through the programming of the great boob tube. You're definitely preaching to the choir here. And, you know, I'm thinking of some of the things you were saying. I'm thinking of what they're spraying above our heads. But they're, you know, these people wear hazmat suits in order to spray in the crops. But we put that in our mouths, uh, poison our water, poison our food. And I, it, it, it's hard for me to just bring all this stuff out because I want to remain positive. I want to just give people tools. And we'll do that at the end. But if they really wanted to focus on our health and save us from the new boogeyman, COVID-19. What about all the stuff that's in our food, our water, our, uh, the 800,000 children? That is the biggest elephant in the room, in my opinion, that are, quote unquote, lost every single year. But everybody's focusing on this little virus. And I know people have died. But if we have a 99.9% chance of survival, why is it that they're killing the entire world's economy? What is your what is your analysis as to what is really happening behind the scenes when it comes to this virus? Okay, this is going to be opinion, but it's a studied opinion and a, certainly in my own mind, well thought out. So the financial structure was coming down well before the COVID-19 scare. And uh, I do a weekly podcast called The Weekly Perspective because I report news from usually mainstream like Bloomberg and Reuters. There's some alt media there, but a lot of it's just mainstream if you know where to find it. And I'll read the headline and maybe a sentence or two, and then I will 
put my perspective on it. So if you go back and look at those, I'm not suggesting anyone do. I'm just giving you an answer is that we were having a huge contraction in the global economy. Things were getting smaller and smaller, harder to obtain. And we were basically entering the last phase of a financial collapse. And then we got to the point where very few people, unless they study money a lot like I do, we were in this repro market with the with the banks where the Federal Reserve actually had to intervene and keep these banks together because they were ready to default on each other because they would not loan to each other overnight. Think about that. A bank wouldn't loan to another bank for one day. That's how much trust had been broken in the system. So the Fed, which is the banker's bank, the bank of all banks basically, came in and rescued the system. Well, all of that got washed aside as soon as the CV-19er came on board and everyone stopped talking about the financial situation and moved into the pandemic. So I think that's part of it. It's a cover for the financial breakdown and it gives them a great deal of them, they, the elitists, the bankers, a great deal of leeway to blame everything on the CV situation. Oh, well, failure of the economy isn't because we – the bankers created something that would never work from the beginning and knew it. No, 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 no. It's all to do with the virus. And yet, if you analyze the virus as Mel just did, it's such a minuscule proportion of what's really going on. And yet they, they the elitists <clears throat> and the mainstream press, to keep the cognitive map flowing so everyone thinks or is brainwashed into thinking that this thing is really a bigger problem than it truly is and you've got to have a mask and you can only do this. And they've ruined the economy, which was going to be ruined of itself, but now they've accelerated it. And, of course, again, I'll repeat, but it's worth repeating and bearing in mind that this is the excuse that they needed to see the economy unravel as it was sure to do anyway. So when it comes to... All of this. So you really think that this has been brewing for a while. And what a great scapegoat. You have a few scapegoats. You have CV-19 as a scapegoat. Instead, you know, instead of discussing how this was going to end up the way it was. Also blame Trump. And what a great way to just have a scapegoat, a scapegoat there. Uh, but how, how much more can the Federal Reserve, and you probably heard my interview with Michael Tellinger and other people discussing, and again, I'm, I'm, an, obs I'm an observer when it comes to this piece of news that I'm about to share that a lot of our listeners have heard in the past few months, I would say, that the Federal Reserve has merged into the U.S. Treasury, and I believe is, uh, I forget the name of it, is it Blackstone, uh, the one that supposedly is behind uh, managing it right now. What, what, what's your take on this alleged merger? It's very difficult. I, you know, I lucked. I want to get BlackRock, BlackRock, not Blackstone. Yeah, okay. Sorry, you got it right. The um, so there's several vectors to take on this. One is uh, subtleties that we can look at. You know, clues. And one of the clues that we can look for is what Trump did in the Oval Office. He put up a picture, a painting of Andrew Jackson. Now, for those that don't know, Andrew Jackson was the last president of the United States that basically kicked the bankers out and went on a system, paid off the national debt and went on a system without the banking elite controlling the political class. Well, that's interesting that Trump will put a picture of him in the Oval Office. Now, coming to your question, Mel, well, what does the merger between the Treasury and the Federal Reserve mean? And I'll get there. I just want to give some background. 
Initially, the idea of the Constitution was to coin money. Money and currency are really two different things. Currencies, what we have in our pocket, which is just a piece of paper with not, no backing whatsoever. It can be printed to infinity. And, of course, printing to infinity these days just means a keystroke for the bank, the, the central bank, the Federal Reserve. Now, most people know that the Federal Reserve is a private corporation that's mostly European and it controls the bank of the United States and really primarily the world. There are banks that are above the Federal Reserve, but we can talk about that later. So the Federal Reserve basically has control of the entire political system because almost everybody in the political class can be bought. Now, I'm not sure that Trump can be. And I do think that Trump, and he's an enigma to me, but I do look at what, what they do, not what they say. So he's got a picture of uh, Andrew Jackson. He has put the Treasury and the Fed together. Now, the Fed came in in 1913 and usurped the Treasury. The Treasury is supposed to be responsible for creating money. That's what the Constitution says. And this is what John F. Kennedy did. I'm digressing to make the point. John F. Kennedy was going to oust the Fed and put us back on the Treasury where the Treasury made the money for of the people, for the people, and by the people. And in fact, if you look it up, and I have some in my desk here, they're called Treasury notes. It doesn't say Federal Reserve note at the top. It says United States note. That means the Treasury printed that and that we, the people, were really the reason for that creation. Well, that, I think, was the final straw, and I think that was the, the end of the line as far as the elites were concerned, and, of course, he was murdered. But back on point, this is a possibility that we could get back to a system where the Treasury actually takes over the monetary system away from the Fed. And the way it is being done, potentially, I don't know if this is a fact or not, but potentially, it's a great finesse job by Trump. Because rather than just say, you're out and we're in, he put them together. So now it's kind of a blurry mess. No one really knows how it's going to go. My conjecture, this is speculation on my part, I don't know, is for Trump to bankrupt the Fed. Uh, how do you ruin a monetary system? Well, they all ruin. Any fiat system ends up dying because at some point the people don't trust the money. And that's what's happening, where the, you know, three, four trillion dollars that we've added to the economy of late in the last few months is waking up a lot of people. Even a six-year-old knows that there's a lot of something that's less valuable. So I think Trump is going to use fiscal stimulus, which means not just printing money and giving it to the bankers. Fiscal stimulus means taking that money and building roads, repairing bridges, uh, building public works projects such as uh, parks and recreation, like the National Park System is a fiscal project that was performed in the 30s. So I think to fix things, maybe put us on a high-speed rail system. I don't know. This is, again, conjecture. I haven't read this. There's some out there that are also speculating. And just keep using that credit card of the Federal Reserve until – the, the money's really not trusted anymore. But in the meantime, what did you get for that? What I call funny money is you've rebuilt the infrastructure. You have modernized the system. You've brought things back into repair that needed to be repaired and that type of thing. And then at some point, the Treasury takes over and says, you know, Fed, you're done. We're going back to 
the treasury to create money. It's going to be United States notes or some digital equivalent of that. And away we go. Now, that's a very optimistic view. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.